still alive on planet Earth, you're in the Schaefer House. The Schaefer House podcast is a sanctuary for musicians, artists, and creative minds alike. Whether it be music, comedy, art, or internet media, this is where we can all come together and discuss what the hell is really going on. Come on in, friends. You may laugh, you may cry, you might rock, even roll. But when life takes its toll, just take a little stroll on down to the Schaefer House. The Schaefer House podcast is accompanied by original music from Schaefer House and others. Our guests today are the Raphael Trinkolino Band, featuring their amazing vocalist, Leah Tessing, and guitar virtuoso, Raphael Trinkolino, accompanied by Jeff Hall on drums and Hans Reverb on bass. Here are your hosts, the brothers from the Cosmic Mother, Scott and Kyle Schaefer. <laughs> well, hey guys, um, we're here at the Schaefer House, as always brought to you by Stoney's. And, you know, used to be meat chips, but we don't get any free meat chips oh, anymore. Oh, so. free meat chips? <laughs> no, so <laughs> meat, expired. meat chips has expired. <laughs> no munchies? No munchies. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself so I don't butcher your name like I did on the internet there already. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. My name is Leah Tussing. Not Leah. No, but okay. that's, you know, forgivable for now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, Raf- my name is Rafael Tranquilino. Tranquilino. Tran- oh, yeah, wait, you're fucking it up Tranquilino. now. Tranquilino. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never going to get it. I'm over, I'm over here practicing it outside. Tranquilino. Tranquilino? Tranquilino. Or is it Tranquilino? Yes, well, some people say tra- uh, Tranquilino. Like tranquil, those, are the, you know, like those tran- are the white people. That's the green ghost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tranquil, you know, uh, you know, for uh, Mexican accent is tranquilino. 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 That's how we want to say it. Right. I want to be correct here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to be like me? Exactly. Yeah. I want to be like you. I want to play guitar be. like you. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys burned down the Shaver House the other night. Tuesday night. It was a. Uh, Kind of an impromptu jam session. These guys just killed it. It was a blast. Got some good footage, bro. You missed out on that one. I know. Uh, you know, I got responsibles. I must oh, take care. Oh, no explanation needed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys call? Are you guys still going by the Rafael Tranquilino Project? Tranquilino. Yes. Yeah, so right now we are the Rafael Tranquilino Band. Oh wait, you just said it, Tranquilino. Oh, I'm white. <laughs> 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 You're hey, looking at me. You know this. It's <laughs> 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 not hideable. <laughs> <laughs> we just call it more reflective. Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. More reflective. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that is. Yes. Oh, so, Raphael, one, you can tell me a little bit about the the many stages in of the of the yeah of the Raphael Tranquilino <laughs> band of the name. Um, well, many stages. Um, Many stages, yeah. I've done uh, I've done a lot since I started with uh, this project. Uh, you know, so many musicians have played in my band. You know, I, a lot of them, like a lot of them. But you know, it's only only a few, only a few. You know, return. You know, like they say. But um, in the beginning, it was just something that. Uh, yeah, a lot of people asked me to do, you know, it was like, I was playing with Randy Oxford Band, that was a band that uh, I was touring in the beginning when I moved to the country. 
and uh, there was so many, so many fans told me, say, well, you should have your own band, you know, I was like, mm, I don't know, you know, that sounds good, you know, but I never thought about that, you know, because I've always been in bands, you know, I've never been like a solo artist, you know, always, always be with bands, you know, I've been leader of bands, you know, for many years since I was a kid, but, but never thought in doing a Raphael Tranquilino band, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that sounds bigger, you know, that sounds like, <laughs> sounds intense. <laughs> so yeah, so just one day, uh, one day actually a friend of mine uh, called me, I, I was hosting jams with a uh, Randy Axer band. This is in Seattle? This is in Seattle, Tacoma actually, that's where I lived when I, when I moved to, uh, to Washington for the first time. And it was like, and it was like, you know, I, a lot of people started knowing about me all over the place, you know, it, and it, it was, you know, it was incredible how, how much uh, fan base I was gaining just for being in a band, you know, uh, that it wasn't mine, you know. So I started going to every jam I could and so started, people started knowing me a little bit more. And one day, uh, a friend of mine, a drummer, he called me and said, hey, you know, someone called me to do this jam, but I don't know how to host jams, you know, but the opportunity is in there, it's a new venue. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, you know? And they were not paying anything, it was like, they were just giving us pizza for free. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know. Hell yeah. You know, but, you know, I wanted to help my friend. I said, yeah, sure, you know, I'll do it, you know. And it was then, really good pizza. It was really good pizza. It was actually. really good pizza. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, so so then people started telling the, the owner of the, of the venue, I said, you have to put, you have to advertise the jam as Raphael Tranquilino Open Jam. Because if you put Raphael's on the paper, people is gonna start coming. You know, I promise. And that's and he's he's got a name, so everyone knows who's Raphael. You know, he knows that everyone knows that he's of the Randy Axel band and you know, promise you they're gonna start coming, you know, and you'll be surprised. So they convinced the owner and finally, you know, he started putting my name on the paper and people started coming to see me play. And every week, because it was something that I didn't know as many musicians as I wished at the time. So I was like looking for musicians all the time. So I was just showing up at the jam, me and the drummer. And it's just like looking for the bass player at the moment, <laughs> you know, a, a, a real jam, you know. It's like who, so, so, it, does anyone play bass here tonight? You know, <laughs> when I join us, that's right. and that's how it started. Um, and then because I didn't have like because because I don't sing a lot in, in English, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have a lot of material to to sing, so I just started making stuff up. And because I started making stuff up, you know, uh, I started writing, writing songs on the, on the spot. Oh, wow. And, and then other sand, you know, like I, because I was looking for musicians all the time, I started finding musicians that would play with me all the, all the time at that jam. And then we started gigging. And I started gigging, but here and there, because I was playing with Rennie Axford, and I was committed to that band. So... Are they from Seattle as well? They're from Seattle, yeah. 
And uh, so yeah, so what happens is that in some in you know when you start doing stuff like that, you know, uh, so people start knowing you more and more and more and more and more, and so you start getting calls, you know, mm -hmm. you know, for gigs, and it's like, hey, you know, you know, we have this gig and we thought about you, and it's like. I can't. I can. I can do it because I'm committed to another band, you know. You know, and that's the kind of person that I am. You know, I'm committed to something, and that's where I. That's where I'm going. That's you your know? focus, yeah. Yeah, I, that's my focus. So, uh, years later, uh, years later, um, you know, I took the decision. I said, you know, I'm going on my own, and this was in 2010, I, I believe, when I decided to go on my own completely and. Uh, so I quit the other band, and that's when, and that's when everything changes, you know. But I used to be a three-piece. It's just me, you know, guitar, guitar, bass, and, uh, and and drums, you know. So I started singing a lot in Spanish. I started writing in English. So you know, other than I have like music for, for you know, six, six five, six hours of music, of. Jamming, you know, mm -hmm. like I started getting gigs and it's just going and jamming, like literally, literally it was a blues gig and just creating blues on the spot and having a whole room packed of people dancing, you know, it was all like that. It was, it was, was just amazing. like that. And um, so the musicians, you know, you know, changing the musicians, you know, all the time, you know, started getting like really, really impressive musicians coming to play with me. And, and having, having an extra player in the band is, it was a little bit, it was hard because, because, you know, to have an, an extra player in your, in your band when you do a three piece, a power trio. Mm -hmm. It takes it's it's hard to work with them, you know. It's it's not that easy, you know. I can't control a band, a three-piece band, you know, really easy, you know. And it doesn't matter where I go. Right. But having an extra player is like oh, or a singer, you know. It's like, you know, to give that my spot as a singer and give it to someone, it will be like. That's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not easy. it's not easy to work with singers, you know. To Tell be me honest. about it. You know, <laughs> you kidding. You know? That's great. <laughs> it takes it's fun. It takes a lot of things, you know. I mean, I mean, it's like I'm a, I'm a person that I hate. I hate egos. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And I, Me too. And it's, everyone has to have egos, right? Well, a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit, right? bit it's healthy. A little bit. A little bit it's healthy. You know, it's like, yeah. you know I, have, I have egos. You yeah. know, I have yeah. ego. You know, you have to have it, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise. You won't get anywhere. You, yeah, exactly. You don't get anywhere. You know, but uh, working with good people is my is my main thing, which is really hard. <laughs> really hard to find the right people to work with, not just as, as good musicians, but also as good people. Good, yeah. good, good, good people in uh, real, you know, wanting to to make some music. You know, whatever that is. You know. I became a, a very, very well-known blues musician in, uh, in in Washington. So, and I'm a rock musician since I was a kid. You know, I mean, at blues. I played blues since I was a kid, but the rock and when did you start playing guitar? Uh, when I was like nine. Nine. Wow. Yes. So yeah, eight, nine. But I started I started playing piano when I was like five or something. 
So I play, I play piano, bass, drums, and I play, har I play harmonica oh, a little you bit do. too. Okay. Not a lot, but a little bit. Texas freeze my wages and my only son to Vietnam. You give us second class houses, you give us second class schools. You think that all the colored people are just, just second hand fools. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Backlash, I'm gonna leave you with the blues. Yeah. Like me, that are black, yellow, beige, and brown. Don't you believe me, Mr. Backlash? I'm gonna leave you with the blues, yeah.
Girls, who do you think I am? Raise my taxes, freeze my wages Send my only son to Vietnam yeah, Give us second-class houses Give us second-class schools You think that all the color people are Are just second-class fools, yeah Oh, now, Mr. Backlash I'm gonna leave you with the blues, yeah the picture <laughs> i was just gonna say speaking of good people how did you meet this one yeah, how did you meet how'd you guys meet i call um, i call her his wife too but apparently i, I don't that's not exactly accurate I, it's, <laughs> it is not ex- was, we, okay. we are together I, but we're not married com- common law significant other so at yes. this time 2010 you start your own okay. project leah uh you were playing with a jazz group at that time or was that after that at that point i i um i was singing back so this is all happening i lived in the north the uh, the north end of seattle okay tacoma's in the south end so Raphael's doing all his and since 2010 to 2012 he's totally crushing it with his band i haven't met him but i know who he is because my dad uh is a drummer a professional drummer and the band that he got connected with was the Kim Archer Band. And he'd played with them since, I don't know, 2005 or something. And had been with her band for five or six years at that point. And as soon as I turned 21, I like kind of became my dad's groupie and get, like drum you know, helper. And uh-huh. would just followed him around to all of his shows with Kim. And slowly she started bringing, she brought me into her recording project and I did backup for her on her album. And then she liked what I did so much, she started bringing me into her shows and doing backup vocals for her. So I got my start playing out live um, with the Kim Archer Band. The Kim Archer Band is also based out of Tacoma. Uh-huh. 
So I'm working in the same market as him, but in a different a different band. Okay. Was it blues as well? No, it's um, more like like funk soul kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, really dancey, really funky. She's still she's still up there rocking. Actually, I talked to her today. <laughs> um, Shout out to Kim Archer. Whoa. Hello, <laughs> she's my girl. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, and Raphael had even subbed in and played guitar for her band several times at that point too. So we we knew uh, he and I knew of each other because my dad ended up in a project with Raphael. Oh, okay. So that means I know. So he knew my dad know before Leah's he dad. even met me. I know Leah's dad longer than I do. I know Leah. Oh, okay. Ay, ay, ay. So anyways. There we go. There we go. Yeah, because I was like. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. We're Good small posture, people. Right? <laughs> We're the small saw, people I from the it. north. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, so... Uh, there was this one day, it was September 12th, 2012. I know because I oh had gosh. two two gigs that day. <laughs> and uh, this is not that embarrassing. I don't know why you get it. You're embarrassed about the day we met. Because you forget <laughs> about my birthday. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you can work, tell they're together, thing. folks. It was a work thing. I, I had to remember that. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so I had uh, this really or- early morning show, and then I had a festival a couple hours away in the in the evening. And so uh, the the early morning show was like a car show at uh, the LeMay Car Museum, which is right next to the Tacoma Dome, blah, blah, blah. You don't care. And um, Raphael had this time slot right after me, and the um, gentleman I had a duo show with that morning. His name's Ray Hayden. Um so afterwards, we're packing up and get, I'm getting ready to like rush to my car to head off to go, you know, on my big long drive out yeah. to this other gig. So I was kind of in a hurry, but I heard Raphael get up on stage, and I was like, oh, you know, looking at my watch, like, oh, I got time. People keep telling me I got to meet this guy. I should probably just stick around, you know, wait another 15 minutes. I'll just speed a little faster on the one-on-one. And um, stuck around, and afterwards, he was, I don't know if it was right before you started your show or right after, but I came up to him, and I was like, hey, you know, my name's Leah Tussing. You know, I told him who my dad was, and I gave him a a card. Did I give you a card, or did I ask you for your number? Oh, you asked me for my number. You know how cool it is when a cool, you know, when a cool girl comes (laughs) to you, and it's like, you know, can I have your number? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so so that happened. No, Raph, I don't know. It's like, oh, you want my number? Yeah, sure, no problem. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, then I think the next um, several months later, he called me. And was like, hey, I'm really sick. I have this blues show. Can you do an evening of blues? And at that point, I had no, I knew no blues, like none, none at all. I still know very little in comparison. And um, I was like, you know, I just, I, you know, I'm totally game for coming down, but I don't know any blues, like none, like I, zero blues. I know none of them. And um, and so I didn't get the job, and I was super bummed. But I immediately called my dad and was like, OMG, guess who called me? It was Chance Raphael. <laughs> and he's like, that's so great. He's awesome. Next time you should totally work with him. 
And so it's your fault, Dad. You did this. <laughs> he didn't expect yeah. you to take it so literally. I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dad. Um, yeah, so then uh, we just kept inviting each other to different projects and different shows that we were doing. And um, I don't know, it's like our... This is like show and tell or something. <laughs> okay, now I'll come see oh, yours, you yeah, know. <laughs> and then uh, I, because at that point I was just doing a lot of backup. I was in like three or four different projects down south doing um, backup vocal work. And did we end up in? The, we ended. We ended, we ended up, up in a band in, together. Yeah, been together, yeah. Somebody else's band. Mm. I was singing backup. And he was playing, originally played bass, and then they got a different bass player, and he played guitar. And my dad was also in that band, yeah. so it was me and Raphael and my dad, <laughs> right in the beginning of like the meeting each other thing. It's kind of funny, like having my dad there just sit behind the kit, just watching. <laughs> yep. <laughs> had to mi- make that first family meeting a lot easier though right, or yeah. harder <laughs> well it's it's his fault he's the one that they were always telling you know because you know he always talks about his family and you know i mean he was a really really good friend of mine you know i mean i call him for gigs and all that you know he you know he uh he probably played one or twice you know in you know one of my jams and uh but every gig, you know, I was, you know, have conversation, conversations with them, you know, so I have a really co- close relationship with them. And, uh, and he was telling me about Leah, oh yeah, Leah, you know, you know, she's awesome, you know, she does this, you know, and uh, she works out a lot, <laughs> you know. There's it's no like, way you know, he even remembers saying that. I feel you know? like it, there's no <laughs> way that he actually said that. He said that, he said that. oh yeah, yeah, works, she works a lot. Uh, works out a lot, like a lot, uh, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Ask him. Yeah, he, he's the one that yeah, he told me that. Okay. I'm listening. So anyway, let's move on from my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the drummer in the band now. He has played for our band in our band, and uh, we have a uh, rhythm section with him and another guy. Um, really great bass player. His name's Robert Baker, and. You know, some sometimes with rhythm sections, you just because we do a lot of mix and matching. Like, oh, this is a really rocky set. These two guys are, you know, they're really rocky. They all they have similar styles. We really feel like we try and like match make our rhythm sections okay. for different shows. Um, and they just, my dad and Robert, just play so well together that they just lock in, and it just oh, feels really? good when they work together. So we try and hire them as a group every time we can, and um. They, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, yeah. Where yeah. are we going? Bring uh, me back to water. Well, the thing is that... Uh, we, we, oh, you were talking about my dad in the band. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, he has played with us many times. And he's done some recording for us, too. Sorry. Recently? Um, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, actually, we did, uh, with Headline, uh, a couple of festivals in the summer. Mm-hmm. Does he give you a family discount? A family discount. <laughs> and he's also our producer. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's produced uh, the last two albums. And, um, and uh, he's also, you know, or how you say that, or advisor. 
you know. Well, okay. he's my business partner, so uh, with um, our company, Flat Hat Productions. Oh, nice. So, um, what does Flat Hat Productions do? We do uh, artist development and recording, and um, let's see, lots of different stuff. I also, for a while, did some booking, so just a variety of different things, but particularly artist development and how that pertains to uh, recording. Mm -hmm. So finding artists and working with them to figure out what's the best project, type of project for them, whether that's a demo or a fully produced album or, you know, a song for their, you know, bucket list, you know, whatever that is and help them realize that to, um, to help them fulfill what's, what's best for them without, you know, totally gouging them or you know, just giving them a really great personal experience. Right. More like a mentor, mentor, more than mentor, mentoring fan too, you know, it's like, you know, it's very, it's a, uh, it's very nice, you know, to work, you know, working with them, and uh, and that's actually one of the reasons, uh, one of the reasons how Leah, you know, came to the picture in my band because I started getting really, really big in Washington, and so there was a point I I, I used to book everything, mm -hmm. and I had some people here and there, you know, my uh, one of my best friends, uh, Dean Marino, Dean Marino, you know, she was she was my PR for a while. Um, and, uh, but most of the bookings, you know, it was all by myself and it, there was a point where I was like, oh man, this is a lot, you know, I need, I need, I need help from someone, mm -hmm. you know, and I actually was in the record level, but the record level, you know, you know, we worked, you know, okay here and there, you know, but it was mostly, uh, it's a boutique record label, so... So a lot of a lot of stuff that I did in town, like in Tacoma, it was great with the record level. But if everything outside, it was you know I needed to step up. You know I needed to do it by myself. You know everything that I if I wanted to travel or or do like uh, uh, um, you know find festivals to play at and all that. So I had to do I had to do that part by myself. So I did a lot by myself, and it was too much already. And it was becoming so stressful. So when uh, when Leah starts, you know, hanging out, you know, with us, you know, she started sitting in with a band and all that. Um, you know, I had a couple conversations with a few conversations with some friends about about you know finding someone to work with, you know. And Leah Leah's name, you know, came you know came to the to the conversations. You know, it's like you know we should. You should uh, you should talk to Leah. Maybe she can help you out. You know. I said, well, you know, why not? <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so so I I, I gave her a call and and uh, we had a meeting and um, you know about what you know how you know what I was looking you know, at, just talking about what I was looking for and what she could do because I was actually watching. Her, you know what she was doing, you know, and she was uh, she was doing great stuff. So she she already had a Im image. So you know, when I approach to someone like to someone like that, you know, I, I always like to, you know, do some research or just mm -hmm. watch, you know. Right. right. Well, and yeah, this you was very natural. You, sh you shouldn't just hand over your business without checking somebody out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, because it's yeah, it's exactly. You know, it's, it's your business, and and uh, and it's just uh, you know, like every 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 everywhere, you know, you get these managers that screw you up, you know, and 
you know it's not that easy you know but i also i also knew that uh it was uh leah's leah's dad you know it's a good friend of mine chris is awesome you know he's one of my favorite people in the world and uh he's you know he's just super nice you know and um and because he's a good person really 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 good person so like you know of course you know i'm thinking you know you know she's she has the same she can't be that shady (laughs) (laughs) it's just you know you know and it's so um so yeah so so we we did the meeting started working started working together and um and she started managing my band you know she started managing my band, um, yeah, uh, but uh, but because she was a singer, you know, I knew what she could do, you know. So I was like, "You want to sit in? I mean, you're great, you know. I mean, come on, you know." It's like, and she started sitting in with the band and other saying, you know, she's part of the band. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Never mm. reveal my strategies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she knew. <laughs> well, you know, I, I believe in, you know, if, if you if you believe the things that you, you want in life and you go for it and you just know that it's going to happen, then it happens. Absolutely. Well, Not always. Is, uh, <laughs> but often. Is, Treat me like it talks. Oh, 
love backing up people. I love playing for many artists, you know, it's just different styles, you know, I don't have limitations about it. You know, I love I love if it, if I have to play only chords, you know, I'll play only chords, you know, it really doesn't matter to me what is what is it about, you know. The band that we end up playing together with, um, that was more like a, what is it like? Pink Floyd Journey Focus. I don't know. Is this Raymond the first? Hayden. Oh yeah, yeah, this is yeah. The first it was band for, when you were together. This, yeah, this yes. is the band that yeah. we were a part of, but it was not our project. Okay. Uh, it was uh, Monsters in the Dark was the name of the band. Shout out. And it was very. Um, if, a little fly little in my face. A little mosquito <laughs> in my face. It's a Zika mosquito. Don't worry. So funny. My mom, my they, mom they was, I told her that yet. I got totally eaten up by mosquitoes. And she was like, oh, that's probably, what if they have the Zika virus? She's like, nah, but maybe West Nile. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe West Nile. I don't think I'm not worried about Zika, but maybe West Nile. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, we just... Um, the, the band was, it was very, like, um, later later on Chicago, okay. Toto, okay. Journey, kind of like... Um, the sound, that like, right. Like right. drama rock, I think, 80s, is what my dad calls it. Drama, drama rock. Drama rock. Like you know, right. p- power chords and, you know, and that's, power ballads. Yeah, that's all like, big guitarists. But it was awesome. Actually, the band was, the band was really, it was really a great band. It was all ace players and he put together a really great lineup. And um, so it was a lot of fun. You, you know, the, sometimes you're in projects just because you're in projects because you need the money. And this was definitely one of those projects that was really fun. It was really enjoyable. And um, it was, it was a good time. All really nice people. And yeah, it was a good time. And that's, you know, and that's, and that's, you know, that's something that uh, I love, you know, it's just... Who doesn't know. love an opportunity to play Toto? I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. It's Toto. Yeah, exactly. And like, do it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, 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 and because of that reason of uh, being able to back up, you know, different artists, you know, I, you know, I have back up, you know, backed up, you know, so many singers, you know, and... Uh, well-known singers, you know, that uh, are learning the blues, you know, actually, my first, the first blues band, the, the first professional blues band in Mexico, before I moved up here, uh, it was the backup band for a famous artist, her name is uh, Baby Batis, which is kind of like, uh, kind of like, a, I call it the Janis Joplin Mexican. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's like it's it's rock and roll. You know, she's not that crazy. You know, baby is not that as crazy as uh, as uh, as Janie, Janice was, but 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 she's a pioneer of rock and roll mm. in Mexico from the sixties. Like she's she was huge. Mm. You know, she's still you know she's still you know uh, uh, very well known. You know, she's she's all over the country. And I got to play with her, you know, for like, I don't know, for like five, six months or something like that. And and that band, that band uh, used to have a, a blues gig every Thursdays. And I used to play with them. And it's of course, it was a different concept. It was completely straight ahead blues. And but when we used to play for her, it was all about her. The, the the musical director, which was the bass player, El Blues, yeah, rest in peace. 
uh, he uh, he told told me the first time I, ha I I had to play for her before the gig. He goes, listen, this gig is not about you at all. It's just about her. So your eyes are gonna be hundred percent on her. She's gonna make you change keys. She's gonna make you stab, you know, she's gonna do all kinds all kinds of different things. So you have to pay attention. Of course they gave me CDs, you know, you know, uh, with her music, like the day before. <laughs> Had to learn like 20 songs in like, <laughs> one day. In one day. <laughs> <laughs> For a big concert. And uh, and she's a well known singer. A singer that actually my dad wished to play for her, you know, in the 70s, you know? So I ended up playing for her. And when when this guy tells me, it's not about you, it's about her, but she's gonna tell you, hey, she's gonna call you for a solo. So when, when she calls you for a solo, go for it. But other than that, it's all about her. Forget, forget about this, you're a session musician right now, and that's it. And she is just hard to work with. Yeah, really, really, really hard. I'm really, really demanding. She's a great person, but she's very demanding. She's an artist. She's a famous artist. Yeah. You know? Takes so of her course, craft very yeah, seriously. So, exactly. So yeah. so because of those little things that have you know, and, and that has happened many times in my life in in where I have to be, you know, the musician of the of, of the artist. Right. And when you see that the artist is happy or the 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 the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the people is responding to that artist, then you're doing your job. Then you're saying, you see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. you, you know, like if that artist is making it, if that artist is uh, doing a great show and the people is happy, you know, that's what it matters at the show, you know. And but so, so I'm really good at that stuff. But in my band, it's like now I'm the diva, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm the diva. So so now it's now it's backwards, you know. So how do I give my spot to someone else, to a singer? It's like no, I can't do that, you know. But working with Leah, it was very natural. It was very natural, and especially when she saw me play Led Zeppelin, I did a, a set of Led Zeppelin once. Nice. Uh, uh, at my jam, and uh, after the set, she came and she said, "I want to sing some Led Zeppelin with you." Yeah. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> You're a jazz singer, you know? What are you talking about? You know? That's and that's." You know, you never know. You never know. And when she told me that, I was like, yeah, so maybe she's something different. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember that night. Because it's a different, it was a, a male vocalist and he was doing it. And he did a really, I mean, he did a great job and everybody was eating it up. But I remember thinking in my head, like, I could do that. I can totally do that. I want to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do that. So, <laughs> just saying, mm, I want to sing Led Zeppelin with you. Let's, we're going to do this. Let's make this happen. Uh. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty cool because uh, I mean, not a lot of jazz singers come to you and tell you that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
So of course, um, um, uh, the jazz, you know, 
the jazz music, you know, is uh, it's the concept of the jazz of the jazz is like sometimes it's misunderstood. Misunderstood. Misunderstood, you know, because uh, uh, the jazz it's a lot of uh, improvisation and stuff like that, you know. But you can play really everything, you know. Like you can incorporate rock, you know. There's even like, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it leaves but, you more wide open for anything. I think that's yeah. why jazz yeah. musicians love jazz is because there are no rules, yeah, really. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of jazz musicians just stay interested in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, yeah, they you're... just like they just get the stu- there. There's not know, as much innovating in jazz right now. There is. I don't want to be like a super downer on it, but I feel like there was such incredible in the last probably 10, 10 15, 20 years ago. Miles Davis and all these cats are just, you know, incredible, incredible musicians that rewrote the rules. And now I I think everyone's kind of getting to that place. Well, it has to sound like Miles Davis. It has to sound like this. She has to sound like Ella Fitzgerald. She has to sound like Sarah Vaughn. You know what I mean? And so they've reestablished these rules when all of those artists that people are now using as the benchmark, the benchmark, They worked their entire careers to break the mold, to to do something different, to be, to expand. And so they've kind of defeated the purpose almost. Like there needs to be more innovation. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more um, more improvisation, more risks taken. More risks taken, yeah, And um, there needs to be openness in that. And between, you know, that kind of jazz being almost stylistically cookie cutter does if that makes sense no i get that completely and then um blues which in a lot of ways has been standardized and also beginning to lack feeling like there's so much about it that just i feel like they both are having the life sucked out of them both of these really beautiful inherently american genres of music are having the life sucked out of them by either being whitewashed or you know standardized into these super lame what i call you know like what is truly you know it's muddy waters right who wrote that style of blues that i tease about the macaroni yeah that i call the mac and cheese blues because everyone <laughs> my age knows that the, dun, 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 dun. that's the mac and cheese blues that's craft mac and cheese but that's because the blue box blues <laughs> but it's been, you know, I'm so hungry right now. Right? <laughs> Shout out to Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Hey, right? Oh, that product placement. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's kind of, it's a funny joke, but at the same time, if that's what my generation knows is of or thinks of as the blues, that's a really sad comparison. If the Kraft Mac and Cheese Blue Box Blues is what we think of when we think of the blues. There are so many amazing. I am falling in love with the blues in, you know, in these last two, three years and feel incredibly blessed to have someone like Raphael who's been working so hard in this industry and rooting out the, you know, what the blues really is. Have someone give me that. I don't have to do all the hard work. You know, I feel like incredibly blessed that to have someone who's already done that hard work and researching and, and spending time with incredible, real blues musicians right. 
to be like, you know, you really should be listening to this guy. You know, you really should learn about what happened here. You know, and that way it's like having a blues history teacher. Mm -hmm. Between that and another good friend of ours um, that's been instrumental in both of us diving into the blues, two guys, um, Jonathan Oogie Richards and his partner in crime for many, many years, um, sweet Danny Ray O'Brien. They're both incredible blues lovers and musicians and lovers of musicians and have worked in radio for years and years and worked in music and performing and, and booking. And, and, but to have guys like that in our lives who um, say, you know, you really should work on this or you, you really should go and check these guys out or, you know what, I really loved what you did here because of this, you know, really kind of help educate us in mu- American music history. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I can speak for Raphael when I say we're just incredibly bl- blessed and uh, having um, mentors like this and, and, and guys like that in, in, our, in the music industry in our lives. And that's one of the reasons why we both um, spend as much time as we can in youth mentorship through at music education. And we've been doing that a lot more. We um, hope to continue and grow that um, our workshops to help. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Um, but, you know, we feel incredibly blessed to have people in our lives, people like my dad and, um, you know, Robert Baker and who I mentioned before as well, you know, come before us and share that information and knowledge with us. It's invaluable. And, you know, we both believe that there is an incredible wealth of knowledge through experience. And if we're able to share that with young musicians or even just musicians and and people that we come in contact with while we're on the road and help them either make better choices or live a less stressful musical experience or (laughs) avoid a drama or, you know what I mean, or maybe get a job that they might not have been prepared for because they didn't know what something meant. Right, Right. You know, whether it's, you know, musical slang or knowing how to jam, how truly how to jam with people that opens up so many doors. It's proven to open up doors for us here, just right down in Phoenix tonight. You know, that's one of the reasons why we're here tonight because a year ago, friends of friends, my good friend, Jesse introduced me to her husband, Kyle and his brother, Scott, Mm -hmm. and we played music together and we jammed and it was a blast. And now we're here sharing more of our story with you guys and this amazing studio is so cool it's such an awesome i gotta plug your studio awesome vibe <laughs> well, that was kind of that was kind of uh you know the catalyst for me to get this stuff finished because when you were here and i just heard your performance i was like i didn't have the you know the studio up and running yet and i was like fuck because i i missed all that i mean I, that was an amazing night i mean it was. Yeah, you were awesome. jamming so hard on the guitar. I wanted to actually crawl in the corner and like, like have a seat. Like I was like, where is this coming from? This guy just walked in off the street. And, you know what I mean? Like definitely. Like I've I've been in the presence of a few like really great players, and I you know, and when you you get to be you know around them, it's definitely special. So thank you for. You gave him bracing mom- us with your presence. Momentary epilepsy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You shocked your brainwaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that awesome. Was, that was thank amazing. That. So thank you as well. No, thank thank you for having us today. Um, you know, the churn churn the story is always fun. Yeah, it's always nice. <laughs> Thank you.
special occasion Till you're leaving death on the situation Now I'm standing on shaky ground Ever since you put me
Such a pleasant stay But now it's time for me to go Oh, the moon lights my way Oh, now I smell the rain And with it pain And it's heading my way It's heading my way Heading my way. Sometimes I grow so tired, but I know I've got one thing I gotta do. One thing I gotta do.
incredible stories you got to mention your guitar in the reunion because i was yeah. just like <laughs> yes. amazing karma going on here i know right right yeah it is it's uh you know so there was the last guitar Raphael lost his favorite guitar yes. it was stolen it was, it was stolen it was stolen. Yes. it was stolen and um uh, about uh, almost four years ago in April, I remember the day, of course. <laughs> <laughs> April thirteenth. April thirteenth. It was a Sunday, so it was. It was a, I think it was a Sunday. And uh, it was cloudy and ominous. <laughs> <laughs> trying to paint a picture here. It was, uh, it was a Sunday and a Saturday. I can't remember. So anyway, it's but um, with this guitar, this guitar, you know, as like many musicians probably you have heard you know like you have a favorite guitar you know it's uh it's either the guitar is just you, you get to know the guitar so well and uh, it, it becomes part of you you know so uh, i actually had a friend that told me uh, and and i told this story in somewhere in youtube and uh, the first time i was with ian and jack amplifiers uh, uh, shop. Mm -hmm. I was telling the story because the guy saw my guitar and it, you know, it said, you know, he says that it's already beat up, you know, and all that, you know, and it's not really, that guitar is not really that old. It's, it's a 2004. 2004 you know? Fender Stratocaster. You know, but if you look at it right now, the guitar looks like it's from the... 69. Yeah. 69 or something, yeah. and it's all, it's, yeah, because it's been played. Yeah. <laughs> it's been played for real. And how. <laughs> so what happened, what happened is that, so many, year, many years, uh, the guitar was like, you know, I I did so many modifications, 
modifications to the guitar. Uh, I was looking for a sound and I couldn't find it, you know. So I did some so many modifications until I found the right pickups. I found the the right bridge, you know, mm. all that stuff, you know, to make it like super cool guitar. So I'm and and so it became my signature guitar, and 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 everyone knew what the guitar looked like, you know, that's the guitar, that's literally the guitar that made me popular in Washington, you know, so that's the guitar that, that gave me a name, you mm. know, so like Steve Ray Vaughan's guitar, you right, know, right. like you see Steve Ray Vaughan's guitar, you know, you know, that's Stevie, Stevie's guitar, right. you know, it's the same thing, you know, that doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. It's only a few I can think yeah, of off, exactly. off the top of my head, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know? You know, or like, you know, Baby King, you Baby know, King, it's, an, yeah. it's another example, you know. But so, so this guitar is a really legendary, a legendary guitar, you know, it's uh, uh, so it gets stolen in April 13, uh, 2000 and what was it? I don't know. Almost four years ago. Four years 2013. ago. 2013. 2013. Yeah. Oh, wow. April 13 in 2013. Uh, I didn't think about it. Bum, bum, bum. So, um, so yeah, so I, I actually, you know, when it got stolen, it's when it's funny because I left it in the car. Uh, People, musicians, don't leave your instruments in the car. Don't do it. Especially if you're in a and big city. don't think you're going to be the Arizona, exception. Especially in the heat. You're yeah, up your exactly. Along you know. with getting stolen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, so you really have to be careful with that. You know, you just don't because these people don't. Don't tempt the innocent is the motto. I yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, these people didn't, didn't know that that was my tool of work you know and they don't care about it anyway you know <laughs> they don't care about it even even if it was you know they don't care about it so it gets stolen and and of course you know we did all the police report and all that stuff and uh, uh it was a big shock you know i got you know i mentioned it in facebook you know so hey everyone you know my guitar just got stolen and i got probably like 400 likes you know like close to 300 uh comments would you uh, like her that was thumbs down that one that was before I mean? the frowny face was an option <laughs> oh, okay. i'm like i, I want to like that but it's, yeah something like, it's so that, sad. something like that you know you know i you know if it is probably like you know you know, I might be mistaken. I probably likes our chairs because <laughs> the chairs are worth a lot. You yeah. know, a lot of people. You know, so I, so many musicians in in Washington know me. So many, and so many fans that, of course, you know, like everyone is like looking for it. You know, you know, people calling me is like, dude, let's go to the pound shops. You know, let's go and find it. You know, Scourless. it's just like yeah. So, so, you know, people sharing the pictures all over the place, you know, people sending me links, you know, you should go to he, uh, to this uh, place, yeah. you know, maybe you'll find you'll find your guitar. Yeah. For probably a, almost a year, people were sending me links and stuff. Yeah. And, and Well, and I think one of the things that was most incredible with that situation was the number of people who brought guitars to shows 
for him to use so he could continue playing. Mm. Because that guitar was the only guitar he had at the time. Oh, really? It was oh. his only guitar. He brought. It was one of the few things he brought with him when he came from Mexico. And and then I it had, was gone. I had a couple others, but it were like the, you know, the guitar set, you know, yeah. they don't come out, you know. Right, so right. one guitar was just for the slide, you know, and the other guitar. They weren't. Yeah. You know, it yeah, was, it wasn't it was just, you know, like you it was in a bad condition. It. And, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But, but, you know, I travel all over the place with just that one guitar, yeah. you know. So that was the guitar. So it's like when people see that the actually legendary guitar is gone, it's like, holy crap. So people donated, you know, people came, uh, uh, they, they donated money. Uh, I said, you know, so I could buy another one and stuff like that, you know. People coming with uh, with guitars, you know, hey, you know, you need to play my guitar, you know, stuff like that, you know. So it's just incredible the, the community how... community outpouring was, yeah. For, yeah. was really incredible. It was very cool. It was very amazing. sad, it was but amazing. very... It was amazing how, like, how many people were supporting, you know, were so, like, with me, you know, and... and so, of course, I got depressed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and uh, but you know, you know, playing music is is a good way to 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 forget about it. You know, so you know, um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, uh, actually, you know, he's he was one of my fans. Mm -hmm. You know, and he uh, he before the guitar got stolen, you know, he talked to me into uh, uh, lending me guitars. I was like, well, you know. I don't really need them, but so I ended up with you know some guitars, you know, and so it's like, well, I can keep playing, so there's not a problem. So I can, I, I won't stop playing. So I keep, I kept playing. There was non non stopping for me, you know, and I kept looking for the guitar, kept looking for the guitar, and and um, and. And, no you know, luck. and I give up, you know, I really, really, I give up looking for it, you know, like pushing for it, pushing to push it, pushing to find it. I didn't stop looking for it because everywhere I go, I walk into the into a music shop. And the first thing that I do is I go to the, the used stuff and always hoping to see my guitar again. And until this, you know, it's still these days that people come and ask me if uh, if if I ever got my guitar back, you know? So, because pe people rem 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 remember that stuff, you know? And it's like that guitar is like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a spot yeah, 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 that's the one. one. That's part know? of your that's hand by now. So, so just three days ago, the guitar was found. <laughs> <laughs> that's too cool. And, uh, very, 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 uh, um, unique uh very very unique way to find it um because first the guitar was stolen in seattle and that's where i live right and the guitar was found in seattle so never the guitar, left the city three yeah. years it never left the city yeah three years almost four years and the guitar never left the city mm. <laughs> What, right, it's yeah, like, that, yeah, that, that you would... know, what I think is like the car that we were driving that day. It was a car from, um, it was uh, uh, from Oregon. So I'm, I'm imagining these people thought we were from Oregon, and, and they didn't try to, and they didn't, yeah, hmm. you know. 
So anyway, so what happened is like uh, I have a really good friend. Uh, that he's a very well-known luthier. Uh, if you have a chance to check out his guitar, that's a guitar builder or repairman. <laughs> yes, right. for those who know yeah. what luthier is, it's yeah. a guitar builder. To publish a dictionary after this, he's, a musical uh, dictionary. Yeah, if you have a chance to check out his guitars, his guitars are one of the most incredible guitars. You know, he uh, build, uh, builds uh, uh, guitar vintage guitars like that, mostly the type of Fender. You know, yeah, Fender, guitars, Fender style. You know, yeah. Yeah, Fender style. And, uh, His name is Joe Reggio. Shout out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> his name is Roy, uh, Joe Reggio, and his, uh, his company is called Reggio Guitars, uh, Reggio.com, actually. And uh, so he's, uh, he's a friend that uh, knew my guitar, He's a, he's someone that heard me play many times. I played his guitars. You know, we did uh, shows together where we showed the uh, the my the, the amplifiers, Union Jack amplifiers, mm. and his guitars. Sounds beautiful, by the way. Your, you know, the Union amplifier. Jack. You know, yeah. Derek Derek Brown. So Derek Brown and Joe Riccio are from Tacoma. And both companies are some of the best companies that we have in Washington and probably in the whole in the whole country. They are like the best of I I seen. I personally think, you know. And to know that Union Jack is actually played by Mike McGrady from Pearl Jam okay, right, and has go. toured the world <laughs> already, you know, for five years. So that's that can tell you something. Yeah. And Richio's guitars, uh and and they're sell now internationally, and they're appearing in a Guitar World magazine, Guitar Guitarist magazines, all the guitar magazines, you know, all over. And uh, uh, major uh, famous uh, uh, session musicians from Nashville buy his guitars, you know. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Greg Cog. You know, if you guys know Greg Cog, he's uh, I can't remember where, where is he from, but he's he's he he's tried the guitars. You know, there's a few videos in there, so. Joe Richo is one of those guys that knows guitars very well, <laughs> right? Right, right. It's his He builds guitars. He knows. He can. He he knows exactly what kind of guitar is by just looking at it like from far away. You know, he's he doesn't mistake with that. Right, right. So he was looking for some stuff in a, in Craigslist, and he saw my guitar. He swear that that was my guitar. So he went in Facebook and compared the images with uh, uh, with uh, with my photos so he sent me he sent me the link and uh, uh, I was driving he sent me a link in Facebook and he said I think I found you it was guitar. like 1 30 in the morning too it was like <laughs> yeah can't wait right can't, can't wait yeah, yeah can't wait yeah yeah I can't that. wait you know yeah. and especially for someone like Joe you know I mean it's like it's not just a fan because you know people did that a lot you know oh, they like said they, they found it yeah they, they found they, they, they told me they found it but it was just a guitar that looked similar mm. but Joe you know is like you know Knew all the components and the pickups like and... you like Raphael's guitar and and when you know Leah I was driving and Leah was in the passenger seat and, and she opened the opened the uh, the link and I see the photo and I see the guitar and I and I just see all that's my fucking guitar. 
<laughs> and I had I had to pull over. <laughs> I had to pull over because it was more intense. Oh yeah, and this guitar <laughs> was the only one of Raphael's to survive a hurricane down in what was it Cozumel? Mm -hmm. Is that where you were at? It was in Cozumel. It survived a a, a, a hurricane, and it was uh, trapped in a hotel room for like I don't know close close to a month. When I came back and I opened the, the guitar case. Because I had to leave the island, of course, you know, the hurricane, <laughs> I didn't know the hurricane was going to be that bad. So I couldn't take any any of my stuff. So I took the ferry. So once I could come back to the island after the, you know, everything was uh, uh, peaceful, uh, everything was destroyed. And I was like, man, I hope the hotel is still in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, the hotel was normal but i opened the door and it was all moldy you know it was all like yeah it was, it, was it, 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 it smelled horrible and i opened the cases i opened the case of the guitar and it was just like, it looked horrible you know it was i was like and and it was like a couple weeks old you know i just i just bought that guitar like two mm. weeks before the hurricane <laughs> it was oh, like, what the heck yeah. and somehow um and if you want to know something actually about it that I I forgot <laughs> yeah. that you should think about and musicians should think about and I'm going to tell you Frank Zappa used to say when you see a guitar play it like you mean it right mm -hmm. and the guitar is going to tell you if it's if it's for you, if it's if that's if that's for you, like you can see, like sometimes you walk into the, I walk into uh, uh, music stores and I see a guitar and I was like, whoa, not because it's pretty, right. just because like right away I say, you know, that's a guitar that I will play, and then you grab it and you know you grab the guitar and probably it works and you know and disappoints you or you know whatever you know, but you have that mind you know every time you go into into a into a music shop. So that made me think in of Harry Mexico, Potter. In Mexico, the wand chooses the wizard. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's so so true. this area, Cozumel, Cozumel, Cancun, and uh, Playa del Carmen. So by the ferry from Playa, Playa del Carmen to Cozumel, there was this store, this music store. And and I used to go there buying you know, to buy strings all the time and and when I lived there because I lived in, in Playa del Carmen and Cozumel for for almost two years. So there, so this this store is right there, and the guitar wasn't there for almost one, almost a year. No one bought the guitar. The guitar, I always saw the guitar. I saw the guitar, I saw the Fender. And the funny thing is that in all, all that area, you don't get instruments like that. That's an American, American standard Fender Stratocaster. You don't find the, those kind of instruments in that area. Mm. You have to order them, you know. You find, you find Ibanez and probably Epiphone and some other cheap stuff. You know, I mean, Epiphone is awesome. <laughs> By the way, Epiphone. Is I like the awesome. casino, but yeah. even even the, even the cheap, really really cheap, like twenty dollars Epiphone, they're oh. awesome. Okay. You know, so I love Epiphone, but they're cheap. Yeah. Huh. You know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but uh, I saw the guitar for almost a year 
in, in at the guitar shop. No one bought it. I saw it like I don't know, like you know, I used to see it, never touch it, you know, just saw it, and I was like, oh, that's a nice, that's a nice guitar. That's cool, you know. You don't see a Fender around here. And and it's just one day, you know. Of course, you know, I decided to buy the guitar, and and I say, hopefully, it's still there. And I went to the music shop, and I and I asked these people, I say, can I try that guitar? And they're like, yeah, if you are you gonna buy it? Well, this guitar has been here for a year, you know. So I wanna buy it, <laughs> but yeah. I wanna try it. <laughs> so I try it. I uh, I set up. They set up the amplifier outside the, the the music shop because the music shop was like really small, and I got to try the guitar in an with an amplifier outside the store. Mm -hmm. So I was like actually performing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's right. And that's when I knew that that guitar, you know, was gonna be for me. And then how many days later was the hurricane? Uh, probably. Two weeks later, two, two weeks later after I bought it. Well, good thing you said, was the guitar shop destroyed in the hurricane? Oh yeah, they actually, actually the, the guitar shop was, yeah, the, 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 uh, the doors uh, were all gone and uh, didn't destroy much. But it got stolen. Mm. Like, 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 yeah, like people yeah. get thieves, So you rescued you know. this guitar basically. Uh. Yes, you saved it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a story. It's really funny because it's just it's a material thing. I mean, it's just it's a guitar. I mean, it's 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 a guitar. You know, you go to a store and you can buy another one. You know, but those stories is what it makes it makes a special in, an instrument. And some of them yeah. have the mojo, and some of them don't. They make a you know yeah, they make a yeah. hundred of them, and exactly. you know they're not all you know, the same. And you some know, yep. you know some people some people tell me say, well, they're the same color, they're the same. Brand or so like no, no. they're they're different. They're they're different. There's something about each instrument, you know. It, it, it's wood, wood, you know. It was it's, it's a, it was a living thing. It was a living thing. It was a, it was a tree, resonant, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like frequency. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. You know. So, so yeah, this guitar became iconic, and in, uh, in my life, uh, very 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 important in my life. And I even wrote a song for it. It's called "I Have to Go." And um, uh, who writes songs for a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you usually write songs for like a girl, you know, or what is happening in the world, you know, and all that. You know, who writes a song for? And 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 you hear the song, and it's just, you know, I you I don't know. It's like you know, that doesn't have too much words on it, but but it totally think is. You know, singing powerful. it to to to, uh, to 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 a girl. You know, in in, in the song I say, uh, um, uh, she has told me, I gotta find I, I gotta find my way to find the blues and to find my soul. That's you know that's what I sing in in, in the song, and I'm still like literally singing for the guitar. It's like I'm telling the people this is this is about my guitar. That's how that's how in love was with that guitar, and yeah, the guitar is back. Is the guitar is back? We had to we had to buy it buy it again. You know, for, you know, I didn't want to do anything like call the police and all that shit. You know, because yeah. you know, really, really, hey, you know, spend my time and all that. Whatever it was, I'm you know, glad that, yeah. 
You know, I you know I already you know I already had the pain of like not having the guitar for so many years, and now I'm stuck in Arizona. <laughs> hey, there were well, now I'm in tour. Now I have to wait until I get right. Yeah, so I told him I'm gonna videotape the reunion. <laughs> and uh, Joe, Joe is uh, Joe, um, a funny fan because uh, this happened uh, two two nights ago or something like that. In Monday night. Monday night, and uh, today is Thursday, and uh, so he funny fan. Joe asked me, do you want me to buy it for you? And I said, yes, well, you know, if you can do that, that'll be, I'll be awesome, you know? And, uh, and uh, we just, you know, figure out the money. That's a good friend right there. Yes. Right? Who does and, that? Uh, he do, exactly. Who does that? And very curious fan, his wife needed to go to Seattle the very next day. Because they live in Tacoma. It's not that far. It's like 40 miles, 40, 50 miles. But, you know. It's 60, it's 60 miles 60 away. So miles it's a, away, it's a, it's a, it, if there's traffic, it can be a drive. It's not, you don't just regularly go to Seattle from Tacoma. Okay. You so know? his it's, wife. It's like driving to Tucson right. from here. You, know? you go when you need, have something to do. Right. Joe's wife was going to be in Seattle the very next day. So he, she could pick up the guitar. You know, what a blessing, what a miracle, what a, <laughs> yeah. like, coincidence, what a, is, like, what is this? And when he sent, when he sent me the link, I saw the pictures, and the, the, the guitar is intact, like, the guitar is exactly how I left it, except for what, uh, uh, I signed the guitar in the back of the headstock, so the signature wasn't in there, my signature, you know, they, of course, you know, yeah. but this off. guy that was selling the guitar... You know, that's how you know that he wasn't the guy that, yeah, that stole the guitar because he he actually put all the descriptions of the guitar. Amazing, like pickups, like, like very specific pickups that notate noted that the the frets were worn, mm. and he took pictures of the inside with the the was the, the face pick plate guard? the pick yeah. guard off, yeah. and you could see on the inside of the guitar. On that unfinished RT, right? wood, RT, <laughs> his so initials, cool. and it yep. was like, "What? Are you kidding me? This guy, if he'd have known, there's no way that he would have taken a picture and posted the signature. Right. You know, like if he knew that that's where it was coming from, or you know, because if it was also on the headstock, he would have put hopefully put two and two together. You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah when you know, I was you know, it's incredible. I was I was I was very amazed when uh, when I was. Uh, uh, talking to Joe on the phone, I say, Joe, you know what? Uh, so, so what's going on? And he's telling me all the uh, specifications of the guitar. And he's like, "Did your guitar have this? Yes. Did your guitar have this? Yes." And so everything was yes. Like, yes, that's my guitar. That's that's my guitar. And then I look at the pictures, you know, and it's like right away, and I see my signature, and I told him, that, "Yeah, that's my signature. Mm. That's <laughs> actually my signature." That's, you I know, signed it's it. RT. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that guitar is back, and uh, so um, Joe has it now at, at his at his place. It's now at, it's now in a in a good place. She's waiting for you. Yeah. And Joe what was is, her name? Yeah, she said how a name. She, no, no, no. She probably had a name some in some point. I don't well, know. Well, you, I, I figured you would have named her. 
<laughs> well, she, I, was, I named some other guitarists, but I don't think I don't think I don't know. I probably tried to name it once, you know, and and I don't know. Just I just oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never done it. I've never you can't done put it. A label I just never. It. But so I've done it. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey what's happening? What's so I I know your secret now. Is it's you play with the ferocity and tenacity of a hurricane, but it's because your hurricane or your guitar got hit with a hurricane. So whatever the name of that hurricane was is what you should name the guitar. Oh. <laughs> if you remember the name. I oh, think that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. That's brilliant. Now we've got to look it up. You know, now we've got, there's been like, what, 40 hurricanes since yeah. then? <laughs> that was right after Katrina. Was it? Yeah, I think I think so. Because uh, I remember seeing, uh, it was a Katrina, the one big one in New Orleans. Yeah. Was yeah. that 2013? No, that no. was when it was stolen. Oh, no, when was uh, the 2005? 2000, oh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. 2005, in somewhere in October. Actually, yeah. These days. Actually. In October in of October, 2005. It was, I think it was in October. That's the end of the hurricane when, season, uh, so. When, uh, when the hurricane happened. Okay. Yeah, you said it was the... I can't remember exactly when I when I bought it. I'm trying to watch it be like Hurricane Gerard. That's a dude's name. Was it Wilma? Wilma. Ooh. Oh, that's oh, a great guitar name. Wilma. That's Wilma. We'll have to test it out when you get her back. See if it fits. Yeah, that's Wilma. All right. That was, that was Wilma. Yep. Wilma the Stratocaster. Wilma Stratocaster. 2004 <laughs> American Standard. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. You know, maybe maybe it's time to find a name. You know. So all that energy, all of that and shenanigans that from that hurricane works. in the guitar. Yep. That's all right. right, all that energy. It's like a Pokemon. Well, Wilma, Wilma, <laughs> Wilma is in English. Uh-huh. In Spanish is Wilma. 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 A Schaefer House original, At the Door, featuring Rafael Tranquilino on lead guitar. I'm 
move uh, here from Mexico City? Um, or did you live somewhere else before Mexico City? Uh, Cancun. Cancun. That's where. That's where. That's where. Um, so I lived in. Uh, well, I would say Cancun as a reference, but is uh, Playa, Playa del Carmen mm. and Cozumel. You know, I lived in both. Uh, in both places, and so I moved to uh, to the states in 2006. So actually, this year, ten years. It's ten years. It's the ten years, uh, ten years anniversary since I I moved to the country. Oh, nice. And um, on my birthday, actually, it was my birthday present. It was my visa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty fun. And your yeah. birthday is May what? May 30th. May 30th. Yeah, May 30th. And uh, yeah, ten years now. Yeah, ten years. You know, I didn't speak any English, man. I did some, but that man, yeah. your <laughs> English is like still so perfect. I'm not. I'm jealous that I, you know I can't. I sp- any attempt at Spanish is so bad these days. You know, <laughs> Grow, growing, taking it in high school and college, and it's all gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico, you'll learn pretty quick. That's true. Right. That's the thing, you know. Well, yeah, I, I, if your birthday you know. party ever if throw that down again, I we would love to come. Yeah, let's oh, for let's sure. do it in 2017. Let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. Well, <laughs> let's vote on Lady Blue. I haven't been there in a, in a couple <laughs> years, so, I, so I should. It's time. Yeah. I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Too. Maybe Wilma needs a trip back home. Wilma, but Ooh. yeah. Wilma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last. Uh, uh, it hasn't it hasn't been in in, the, in in Mexico since since I brought it here. I played that guitar in in Canada many times, you know, and and all that. But uh, but the first time I went back to Mexico, uh, I didn't want to take it, and and uh, I left it here at home and and. When I was in Mexico, I was like missing it. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I should have brought it," you know. But yeah, next time it's next time it's coming back, you know, because I I told all my friends and I told my my parents and my brother, you know, all the modifications that I I did to the guitar. Everyone was always excited to hear the guitar live, you know. So I guess it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be yeah. excited to hear it next time I see you. Hopefully. Yeah, next yeah. next time. Yeah, well, we're gonna be here in the spring, so and that guitar is coming. That guitar is coming, of course. So she'll be back. Coming like a hurricane. <laughs> she'll be back. But now, now she's coming with security. <laughs> let's, let's hope it hasn't been downgraded to a tropical storm, yeah. though. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I take that. That's a good joke. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Wait, That's, it. That's the only reason I'm here. Corny dad jokes. <laughs> so yeah, that's the story. It's back and um, and um, yeah, can can wait to play it again. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Hey. Like when you lose a, sh- a child, which well. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> that might be a bit hyperbolic. Uh, wait, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not really the same, but but I actually can imagine, you know, if you know, losing a child, you know, that you know, if for me losing this guitar it was so like so hard, 
you know, I can imagine. Yeah, it was your whole yeah. life, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. And was yeah. the only I one cried the day, the day I, you know, uh, two, two nights ago, you know, I literally cried, you know, it was so, you know, it was just so thankful. It was just a you huge know, blessing, so. very unexpected and very um, yeah. profound. And so. yeah, it's just. Well, you deserve to be reunited with it, the way yeah. you guys are rocking. <laughs> we can't wait to play with you again tonight. So, and I don't want to awesome. call myself your lucky charm, but uh, I'm thinking I got to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just go on tour with you guys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we've got room in Lady Blue now. I'll be your hype man. <laughs> your hype man. Oh, Where are you guys off to next? The next stop after Phoenix on your tour. After Phoenix, we are headed up north and then east. So we're going to go over towards Albuquerque, and we have a show at. Um, in Rio Rancho at the Blue Grasshopper, I believe it's called. And then we go from there to Oklahoma. We do a show in Oklahoma, uh, Norman, Oklahoma uh-huh. at the Deli. Mm-hmm. And then we have a private party in Oklahoma and a show in Tulsa on Friday, on that following Friday. Nice. And then from there, we're going south, and we're going to see as much of Texas as is possible. It's a lot to see. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of state. state. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. there probably four right, or five gonna, times. Right? Like, <laughs> why a, does it take an entire day to get right? across the state? Oh my gosh! So I know you were saying that uh, you were staying with a former colleague of yours. Is that Ray Hayden that you were playing with earlier? Uh, no. Okay. We're staying. He's uh, he's back in Tacoma. The gentleman that we're staying with, gentleman <laughs> Chris Hyde. I called you a gentleman. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um. He's a very good buddy of mine. His name is Chris Hyde. He's a, an absolutely phenomenal guitar player. He was recorded on both of my jazz albums, and he actually is the reason that I started doing jazz again. I did jazz all through high school and absolutely fell in love with it. And um, he played guitar in the Kim Archer band that I mentioned earlier. And... I we just were talking at a gig one time about how much we both love jazz and he um super into Joe Pass and so just like just just an incredible player and we were talking about it and he was like you know we should I have this standing gig this standing solo gig at this like little bistro in Kirkland you should come down and just do a song just do a song with me and then if it's totally sucks then it's all good but if we have fun maybe we decide to make this a duo night you know and we did a couple of, we had practiced a couple of jazz songs and I came and did a couple of songs with them and we both just like totally clicked musically and he's become uh, like a brother, just very cool guy. And his wife is so sweet. I just love Laura and um, I haven't seen, they have a brand new little girl. She's, um, well, she's not brand new. She's going to be a year this January, I think, January, February. So I'm excited. I haven't seen her yet. So get to go and hang out with him. And he's also a good buddy of Raphael. Um yeah, so we're going to go, and he's totally, he's incredible. He um, actually moved from, he's originally from Tulsa, I think, or Oklahoma, moved from, he and his wife moved to Seattle, where I met him, and then they just both decided they wanted to try, he, he totally crushed the Seattle market, totally crushed, and then he moved to New York and did New York for like eight months and totally crushed there, and I was like, all right, well, awesome, Let's go start a family now. And so they moved back to Oklahoma because he had done all this amazing stuff. And um, 
So I'm really excited to play with him after like all his time doing like jazz and awesome session work in New York and seeing where he's at now mm. and what kind of crazy ass tricks he has up his sleeve <laughs> yeah, and cool. you know he's, see how yeah, he's yeah, grown because yeah, you know I feel like I've I've guitarist. you know he's I've improved and grown and um, really been challenging myself and I know he's been doing that so I'm really excited to see you know. I got that itch. I'm excited yeah, to, you know, yeah. play music with him again and share the stage. And and so is Raphael. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's aw- oh, that's awesome. Have you guys been out to Nashville yet? We have. We did not perf- – well, that's not exactly true. So we competed in the International Blues Challenge in 2015 as a band. It was January of 2015. And um, representing in Washington State in the Washington Blues Society. And the competition is, it, it starts officially on check-ins on Tuesday. And then the first event starts Wednesday. There's two semifinals. There's a, all day long, 40 venues. I'm pretty sure it's 40 venues. It's, a ton, it's unreal how many venues there are. <laughs> um, yeah, Semi exactly. everybody gets at least two the semifinals two performances. So one 25 minute set on Wednesday and one on Thursday. And then the semifinals are on Friday and the fi- big finals are on Saturday. Mm. So it's 4 days of just like you know all day long 24 hours of music. They close off Beale Street. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. You guys have got to go. It's so cool. Sounds great. It's like end of January, early February. And um anyway, so we had the um, the Washington Blue Society sponsored us with our plane tickets and our lodging um, because we were representing them. And we asked them to make our tickets from Sunday to Sunday so that we could visit, na- visit Nashville yeah, first. Uh, yeah. So they actually flew us into Nashville oh, nice. as a band, and we, uh, we raised money and rented a couple of our, like, or uh, reserved a Airbnb and a minivan. And so we drove around Nashville and went to um, went to uh, a jam. Where, where was it? Post Alley. I think it was Post Alley. Um, went to a jam down there, and it was just incredible. And we did actually two years in a row. Um, the year before we did it with uh, Raphael competed with uh, Sweet Jenny Ray, a harmonica player I mentioned earlier. And they made it all the way to the semifinals. And we made it as a band all the way to the semifinals nice. on Friday. And, um, but, yeah, so our, our experience in Nashville was musically oriented, but we haven't performed as, right, a, right. as a band at a gig. You know, we were very fortunate to do some of our performance stuff at the jam, and, and that was really cool. But, um, yeah, so yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think you guys would fit right in there there's just so many good players and so many different styles now that that's just where a lot of the best people go you yeah know? And it's we've, just we've heard amazing things about it our drummer right now our full-time drummer right now his name is chris carlson he actually um left and moved to nashville and did really well working in nashville and then decided to move back how long was chris in nashville like a year uh, two years he, two years. Yeah. he yeah. was one of Raphael's original drummers when Raphael first started the band. Mm. And then he moved to Nashville. And then when we got the word that Chris was moving back, 
Raphael's like, oh, I got to hire Chris. I got to hire Chris. And he just, he, it was incredible what he, how, and he was amazing before he left, mm. but just, you yeah. know, when you're around incredible musicians, exactly. they just polish you and polish you. And he's just, he's just awesome. So it's, it's a kick to play with him too. Um, and then our bass player right now, James Redfern is actually a super shredder guitar player and he is a monster bass player. And, um, now he's like, we, we, he's like our secret weapon. <laughs> so halfway, we've started halfway through the show because Raphael plays bass as well. So we'll have him switch and James will play guitar and nice. Raphael plays bass. And it's just a trip. It's just, we're all about the show, the, you know, the entertainment and, you know, the, but with, you know, a music level, hopefully, you know, we, we aspire to keep growing and getting that bigger too, but um, we enjoy the entertainment aspect of it, building a show and really right. creating an experience for our audience. And yeah. Well, so <laughs> super excited to see you guys on Friday, February McGee's, um, how else can we find you? Social media. I know you got the red Raphael Tranquilino.com. It's a R Tranquilino.com. Okay. And we're on Facebook, YouTube. We've got stuff on YouTube. Um, Reverb Nation. Oh, geez. I think Raphael has an Instagram. I mean, if you just That's Google, right. just Google Raphael with an F, Tranquilino, and all kinds of stuff will come up. Or you can go to the website again at rtranquilino.com. Hopefully not a porno or anything like that. No. <laughs> Was I talking to you about that? Uh, really? <laughs> how, yeah, how, yeah. I wonder if people are doing that. Because there's obviously people in the porn industry who can play guitars, right? How well, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just segueing into, into your next career. I'm pretty sure that's just music videos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just music videos now. <laughs> totally. They cornered oh, yeah, the market yeah, on it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You guys want to shred some Schaefer House tunes tonight with us? Yeah. yeah. We got a, a new one where uh, it's a crowd pleaser, but we'd love to have you guys sitting. Yeah. We'd be, Sweet. We'd be honored to play with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. Love yeah. it. I'm down. Just don't set the basement on fire like you almost said the last couple yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're shredding. <laughs> or actually do. It would be worth it. If he does, he'll put it out with the hurricane. <laughs> right? <laughs> but she's not here Wilma. yet. <laughs> she's here in spirit. <laughs> Vilma. I love it. Oh, that's Well, this funny. has been fun, guys. Yeah. Well, I think so this is the first of us. many. So yeah. when you guys come back through in the spring, we'll do it again and see how much further you guys are. Absolutely. Sure. Thank you guys yeah, so much for having us and just welcoming us into your community and Absolutely. If there's anything else you guys want to Letting plug, us crash your party. You. <laughs> 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 well, what do you think? Do you think there's anything else that uh we should mention? Um uh, no for now. Just watch out. Watch out. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. Watch <laughs> out. Yeah, that's it. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another Schaefer House podcast brought to you by Stonies and Schaefer House Studios. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Right on. All right. Peace out. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank You're you. The Schaefer House podcast is recorded, mixed, and engineered at Schaefer House Studios in Chandler, Arizona by Scott Schaefer and Hans Reverb.
find us on social media and visit us online at schaeferhouse.net.
Não montes. Chevrolet.